There was no shortage of celebrities populating this year's Super Bowl ads, but which ones captured the most attention? That's our Textonation. I'm Fred Fishkin, and joining us is Google Director of Creative Partnerships, Sadie Thoma, talking about trends today. Hi, Sadie. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, there were some big winners besides the LA Rams during the Super Bowl and some losers too besides the Bengals. What do the trends reveal? Well, people are always watching the Super Bowl with phone in hand and ready to search and look for more on the game, more on the halftime show, more on the ads. And what we saw from yesterday was no different, lots of activity going on. So in terms of searches, you know, lots around the players. Number one search player, Joe Burrow, quarterback for the Bengals. Number two search player, Odell Beckham Jr. from the Rams, who scored the first touchdown of the game and then also was injured. Uh, so there was a, probably a lot of activity around him for those reasons. Number three, Matthew Stafford, quarterback for the Rams. Lots of players being searched for. And also, of course, lots of ads being searched for, too, and watched on YouTube. And I noticed that you, there, were, there was interest in the teams depending on the geographic location of the viewer. It was, it was a real interesting map that you had before the, yeah. before the game or during the game and then after. Right. Dur before and during the game, it actually before before the game, um, there was a lot of searches for the Rams. Then I would say leading close to the game, it was sort of half and half. And then, of course, after the game, pretty much all Rams. Um, but, you know, that's that is, again, to be expected when we're talking about the winning team. What about the the ads and which ones are gathering uh, the most attention, the most views? You, you're getting millions and millions of, of views of these ads on, online on uh, on ad blitz that uh, Google's YouTube has. Yes. Well, youtube.com slash ad blitz has every ad from the game. So if you missed anything or you stepped out to get some nachos or whatever it might have been, you can check out all the ads you may have missed or want to watch again um, on ad blitz. The top three ads, actually, to your point, all feature celebrities. And the number one being Amazon's uh, ad about the mind reader. And this was with Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost. And they were essentially living a life as if their Alexa device was reading their minds in all these funny scenarios. So that was pretty good. Number two was uh, T-Mobile's spot for their internet. So it was the duet for home internet with Zach Braff and Donald Faison. And then the number three biggest ad was Hyundai for the Ionic 5. It was the history of evolution, talking about innovation over the years and that featured Jason Bateman. So those are the three biggest ads from the game day. And um, there were many more really great ads. There was for Rakuten, we had Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso. Uh, Booking.com had Idris Elba. BMW had a great electric vehicle ad with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Salma Hayek. So lots of fun and um, lots of auto EV and lots of crypto too. Yeah, I noticed that uh, the, the crypto left a lot of people, maybe older viewers, scratching their heads. <laughs> what What's this? But the the interesting thing is there were a lot of EV ads for 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 different vehicles. They're very interesting. Of course, Tesla doesn't advertise at all, so we didn't see anything from them. But Toyota chose to go a different route uh, with with their with their ad, and and but had a lot of celebrities on it. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, the different approaches. I, I'm pretty sure that every auto ad was for EV, which is also interesting. Polestar had an ad, actually, because you mentioned Tesla. Um, then, as we said, there's BMW, there's Hyundai, there was Kia. Uh, there was the Austin Powers GM ad. There was a lot of talk about EV. What I find interesting about those ads is really, uh, you know, it's, it's more about a future state because a lot of those cars actually aren't even on the lots yet. So, you know, it's hyping up the point that EV is the future and starting to create brand preference by these marketers so that as folks are starting to show interest and get ready for um, this new line of the auto industry with electric vehicles, they're considered on top. It's, it's interesting too, because sometimes with some of the funniest ads, the, the comical ones, you're not sure what's being advertised it's kind of like a mini skit done in 60 seconds. And then what was that? What was that commercial for? But they were entertaining. That's true. And I will say, I thought that with, um, with Larry David and the FTX crypto ad, where it was all these funny scenarios where he had called things the wrong way, um, you know, like the invention of electricity. And he was like, oh, I think it's going to work you know, along the years. And then it gets to, um, FTX and crypto. And he's like, I'm not sure. But, you know, I thought that was an interesting, almost felt like a mini sitcom skit up until the end when you realized what, what it was for. But, you know, advertisers try many different techniques and it's all about storytelling and it's all about really going big on storytelling for the Super Bowl. So you try different things, you try to capture people's attention. And by the way, for some of those longer ads where there's different scenarios, you do go back to YouTube or you go elsewhere to try to rewatch them and try to, you know, capture something you may have missed. So that's again, another reason why we see a lot of activity and a lot of people rewatching ads um, during and after the game. Yeah, the Larry David ad was funny. And uh, then Morgan Freeman shows up. And sometimes it seems like celebrities are hired because they're celebrities. And, and that's, that's the name of the game. That was for Turkish Airlines, I think. Yep, that's right. The Pangea. Yes. And that voice. He's got such an epic voice. So, yeah, the other interesting thing that we saw actually was a lot of people this year watched their ad, the ads for the Super Bowl on their TV screens. In other words, they were watching YouTube on connected TV. So we saw that actually watching Super Bowl ads on TV screens rose 35% year over year on game day. That just shows the behavior changes that were all sort of embracing connected TV in a bigger way. And oftentimes the Super Bowl, you're with a lot of people. So if you're watching on the big screen and you're watching now your ads on the big screen with a bunch of people, it adds a lot of opportunity for talk value, discussing the ads, sharing them, um, you know, kind of navigating a bit further. So we're seeing a lot more activity as it relates to YouTube on the big screen. What about the halftime show? What kind of attention did that uh, get online? That has gotten a ton of attention. It was a really awesome show. So amazing lineup and lots of activity. There was searches for all the performers. There were, I think the most searches we saw were for Mary J. Blige. Um, and, you know, people are searching for what is Dre Day or how tall is Dr. Dre? Um, there was search around how old are each of the performers? How old is Mary J. Blige? Um, and, you know, uh, I think that that show was um, also there was a surprise visit from 50 Cent. So people were wondering who that was at first and who sings It's Your Birthday. Um, but overall, I've seen a lot of really positive sentiment about that halftime show. And it was a nice throwback for, for a lot of us. Yeah, history lesson for a lot of people. 
Really, it was. That's right. That's right. So overall, can we gauge anything from this year? Just a lot more attention online. You said there were a lot more searches uh, on the big screen on on YouTube. Does that mean people weren't watching the game? That they were that they were casting their phones to the to the screen? No, I think that they're doing both. You know, I think that what's happening is that there's just a lot more people watching on connected TVs. So you'll watch the game, but then also maybe afterwards you'll put YouTube on TV and you'll start, you'll watch, oh, I remember this ad or I didn't see that one. And you start, or you're looking at sports highlights from the game or, you know, behind the scenes. There's so much content uh, online, especially on YouTube as it relates to sports that people are going to YouTube as a destination to dive in deeper on their favorite uh, players, to dive in on the ads, to rewatch the halftime show and more. So we're seeing just a tremendous um, extension of digital sports content consumption in general. And again, the ads, this is the time when this is, this is really the Super Bowl of ads too, because uh, marketers go so big. So it's really um, a lot of fun for us to see who's searching um, for the biggest ads or, or, you know, what are the terms that are popping and questions being asked and we continue to learn every year. Um, and, you know, I think that there's some staples that we see, which are comedy works very well with ads, Super Bowl ads, you know, inspiring ads. There's definitely trends that continue, but it's always exciting to see marketers continue to try to find new ways to tell their brand stories and new ways um, to storytell during a time when you have such a captive audience and such a um, talk value opportunity. Yeah, one one ad that sticks in my mind that we haven't mentioned was the Pringles ad, which for some reason I, th I thought was really funny. Yes, stuck on me. Stuck um, on me, getting, getting your hand stuck and, and living your life right through death living with, your life with a can on your hand. <laughs> That was very funny. Um, and our, I will say our kids love that one because they could relate um, to that potentially happening to them maybe, I guess. Um, but that was a fun one and uh, very entertaining. Also, you may have seen that Google had an ad during the game last night for Realtone on our Pixel device and um, was very proud of that ad because essentially it's, it's highlighting Google's mission to ensure that our camera and our imaging products are equitable for all and able to reflect all skin tones. So that was a really, um, you know, more poignant ad, of course. Uh, that a, certainly is a, a terrific feature in the, in the new pixels. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Terrific. So once again, where can people turn to, to take a look at the ads that they may have missed or would just want to rewatch? Yes. YouTube.com slash ad blitz. We have all the ads from the game there. You can watch them, rewatch them, share them. And uh, it's a lot of fun. We love doing that. It's their 16th year with AdBlitz and keeps getting better and better. Terrific. Sadie Thoma, thank you for taking the time with us. Thank you for having me. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio. And that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. And that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion 
but it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions, too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC SkyWave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.